In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have learned how it was said, Eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I say this to you, Offer the wicked man no resistance. On the contrary, if anyone hits you on the right cheek, offer him the other as well. If a man takes you to law and would have your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone orders you to go one mile, go two miles with him. Give to anyone who asks, and if anyone wants to borrow, do not turn away. The Gospel of the Lord The constant hemorrhaging of our Catholic congregations, especially in the West, but more apparent now even in the East, has been attributed to many reasons, one being that the Church demands too much from her members, especially the young. It would seem obvious that a solution would be to make things easier, lower the bars, soften the demands. But would this be the solution, or would it result in increasing outflow of members, since easy come, easy go? For those who claim that the Church makes too many demands of her members, it's time to look at what our Lord expects. The Lord does not just settle for mediocrity. He demands perfection. In today's Gospel, we see three examples of that standard of perfection. The principle, an eye for an eye, is not just a Jewish concept, but one which was prevalent in many ancient civilizations. In Latin, it is known as Lex Talionis, or the Lord of Tit for Tat. Lex Talionis specified the maximum punishment allowable. It may seem harsh, at least by modern standards, but it was actually intended to be merciful. For example, you can't demand a life as payment for the loss of an eye, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But today our Lord goes one step further when he states that there should be no retaliation at all. It is not up to us to take revenge. It is left to God alone to judge or condemn. Justice belongs to God. The Christian choice then is to take a different path by forsaking vengeance and embracing mercy. When Christ is talking about turning the other cheek, he is not addressing the issue of self-defense, but he is addressing a debate of the day, namely, what does a Christian do when he is insulted? Christ made it very clear that his followers who are insulted for his kingdom must bear it. In the Beatitudes, those who are insulted and persecuted for the sake of righteousness and for Christ's sake are rewarded with blessings. There is no need for us to win every argument, to vindicate ourselves whenever we are wrongly accused, or to have the final word. God will be our judge, and all things will be made evident at the final judgment. Yes, God will have the final word. To further emphasize this point, Jesus communicates that there are always two ways to do something, doing the bare minimum or doing what you are asked to do and graciously and cheerfully 
doing even more. The historical background to the situation of being asked to go a mile is the Roman law that required an individual from a conquered country to carry a load up to one mile on foot if asked by a Roman. It was compulsory service. Remember Simon of Cyrene? It was not popular. It was hated. It was humiliating. And it was done grudgingly. But now our Lord tells us to do this willingly and even lovingly. Yes, our Lord turned the other cheek when he was slapped by his interrogators. He allowed himself to be stripped naked so that by his death and resurrection, he could now clothe us in his glory. Rather than paying back with evil, he offered us the greatest blessing. Our Lord certainly went the extra mile. He left heaven, clothed himself in the human flesh, walked among us as one of us. But he did not stop there. He went the additional extra mile, all the way to the cross to bear our sins. Our Lord did not just set a high stand for us. He showed us by living up to that very standard himself. A Christian who faithfully lives up to the high calling of perfection must submit to the fate of being called a fool. To have his words perverted and his actions misrepresented. But this is what makes the Christian sort of the earth and light of the world. This is also what makes his life attractive to every soul thirsting for greater spiritual debt in a world that celebrates mediocrity. In all this, we remember the world does not set the standards for us. In matters of spirituality, only the highest standard of excellence is demanded. We follow only one standard, to be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.